Welcome back to another episode of Read My Mind Radio. I'm your host and producer, T. Reed. In addition to bringing you profiles of interesting people impacted by blindness, low vision, disability, I also use this space to share my own experiences with vision loss. January 2019 made 15 years of being blind. I thought about this on the day that marked the event or the anniversary of my surgery. After reflecting for some time, I decided it should be a celebration. So I invited three of the most special people in my life to join me. And it wouldn't be a true celebration without you. That's up next on Read My Mind Radio. Read my mind. Read my mind. Today, I'm celebrating a gift of 15 years. I know celebrating blindness seems strange to some, so let's make this clear right now. I'm not celebrating loss. Interesting fact. Did you know that most marriages where a partner experiences a disability end in divorce? I know a little bit about marriage and disability, but I invited a very special guest to help me think about this subject. Can you please just say your name for the record? Marlette Reed. And who are you? I'm the baddest chick. I'm the wife. First, I asked Marlette to talk about what she thought were the main challenges to relationships impacted by blindness. One of the challenges would be communicating, which is considerably hard if that's not something you normally do. And even between us, we needed to be a little bit more gentle with each other's feelings so that the other person can hear. And then once that takes place, then I think both parties would be able to work together. I think that was a huge challenge for us, being able to work together or to hear each other because of not fully understanding how to communicate. Poor communication impacts any relationship. Take away the most relied upon method of communicating among sighted folks, and that just enhances any existing problems. Then there's external forces. People can be really rude. They look at us as being different, and they're just curious. I remember it was our anniversary, and we went to Atlantic City. And we were online, and we were waiting to get into either the restaurant or it was a comedy club. I leaned in to tell you something, and you, you bent down, and the, the, the two women behind us leaned in as well. <laughs> to hear what it was that I was telling you or to see if they could read lips. And then I started telling you that they're, they're leaning in. <laughs> they're leaning in to hear what I'm trying to say to you. This is what I'm whispering to you. And what did I say? I know you were fascinated by it. You're like, seriously? Yeah, I didn't know. Right. But that wasn't like the first time, which is why I told you it was way more than once or or we're walking down the street and 
especially if it was men, they weren't rude or anything. They would get out of our way, respectful in that regards, not trying to mess with us or anything, but they would just stare at you. I would look at them, then they would acknowledge me. They would just stare at you. So wait, you say women don't stare at me? <laughs> yeah, they stared at you too, sweetheart. Oh, thank you. Yeah, there's the time the woman tried to give you her number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, throw up there. Yeah, you thought I didn't know. Okay. You making this up? Did that really happen? Such an idiot. What do you think that's about? You look like them, yet you don't. And the fact that you look like them kind of bothers them. Mm-hmm. And they're just, they're fascinated. Like, how are you able to do this or that? Or There's many things that are probably going through their mind, but it's still a freaking rude. Yeah. Now, the ladies, they stay for a different reason, though. Because they think you're hot. Mm-hmm. There you go. Thank yeah. you, sweetheart. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Do you want to share, like, what we came up with? Because I always thought that was a really great response to those types of situations on how to handle them when people are leaning into our conversations. Do you want to share what we what we came up with for that? It's G. G-rated. Putting my begging for compliments and attention aside, did you notice that? Listen again. They look at us as being different. She could have said, they look at you as being different. But she didn't. She said us. Just an observation. We know that relationships are tested during times of all types of hardships. We had a lot of things going on at the time that people say are like you know the most difficult things to deal with we bought a new house you were pregnant my brother passed away and then we found out i was gonna be blind yeah if you could kind of go back to any point in 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 these 15 years is there anything that you would tell yourself then that you think might be helpful based on what you know now i think i would tell myself to know the importance of total acceptance. Acceptance of what? What does that mean? Finding out that you were going to be blind, just, you know, just to accept that, understand that that is the way it's going to be. He's going to be blind. So go from there. What are you going to do now? Not try to find a cure, but what are you going to do? How are you going to live your life? That's the important thing. You're saying you spent time trying to find a cure? I would say about three months or maybe a little bit more. I would go downstairs in the basement. That's where we had our computer at the time. (laughs) And it was cold out there. It was really cold. (laughs) And I had contacted a lot of doctors. And I got responses back. But if they didn't tell me what I wanted to hear, I would continue. Wow. You see some of these people, and they saw their wife for the first time. They have these the glasses that they put on, and they I'm not quite they sure had that how back then? they were working on that back then, okay, and right. I knew about that, and I would see if you would be a candidate, and I would tell my story. I got a lot of responses. What did they say? One doctor, I think he realized that I was contacting almost everybody, said to me, "Let me explain something." They would need the optic nerve. You didn't have the optic nerve on the left or on the right. There was absolutely nothing that they were going to be able to do. He was trying to let me know I could stop writing everybody (laughs) and I could stop annoying them. 
although he didn't say that. He really went into detail, and I think that was my last one that I got, and then I stopped. So if you're doing this and somebody telling you to accept it, I don't think that would have done anything for you. Just the words, like what would have made you... No, that, that would have done it, and I'll tell you why. No one was telling me anything. They would tell me, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, you poor thing. I don't want to hear all that. If someone sat me down and, and said, you're trying to find this cure that's not there. When your husband's there, you just need to accept him. If it's meant to be, if there's going to be something, you know, it'll, you'll come along and you'll find it. But not to sit down here and spend hours and hours because I had no one to talk to. No one, no one understood. I was just annoyed when they did say something, which is usually something stupid. <laughs> 15 years later, I can see the value in celebrating all aspects of my adjustment. Remembering the good and bad. All of the thoughts following the realization that I would never see again. The things that I naturally thought I'd miss. The inability to see a future. After a while, though, there were breaks between consecutive days of feeling that way, bridged by small successes along the way. Days that included accomplishments, random laughs, and even short glimpses of hope. A bit more confidence returning every day, even if I didn't realize it at the time. Like the realization that the things I thought I'd miss weren't as important as the things I still had. Like my baby girls, a six-year-old... Please state your name. My name is Rihanna. Oh, what's the matter, Rihanna? Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, how old are you? 21. Uh, what happened to 21, 20, 20. honey? 20, no, honey? it's 20, it's, honey. And then 21 is 21, 21, 21. Because that's what 21 Savage says. Duh. And that little baby who was born just prior to me losing my sight. Hi. My name is Raven. Well, that was her at about three. Here she is now. Hi, I'm. Because <laughs> so my voice cracked. Hi, I'm Raven. Two baby girls and two separate experiences of my blindness. Well, maybe some overlaps. The differences seem expected. One knew a father with sight, the other never really did. Let's start with Rihanna. I asked both of my daughters to give some advice to a little girl who was experiencing what they did as a child of a parent who becomes blind. She's dealing with issues that you did deal with. People who stare. Mm. What would you say to her in terms of dealing with those types of things? I'll say, first off, I completely understand what you're going through because I deal with it all the time. What is it that you deal with? People staring at my father. Mm -hmm. People staring and people staring for too long. That's what the problem is. I feel like <laughs> trying to get my words together because my temper's coming up, and I want people to view me as such. Oh, so you get angry? I don't get angry. I get annoyed. About? About people. I'll be blunt. People just don't know stuff. They're trying to learn because they've never seen it before. I don't even mean a blind person. That can be anything. I stare at things sometimes. You might stare at things. No, I don't. <laughs> I get it. I'm talking to that little girl. 
Oh, okay. I'm saying that like she might stare at things too. Everybody stares. What do you think the difference is between a normal stare and a stare that becomes intrusive? When you stare too long or when you're staring at people just doing regular things. Let's say your father has like a guide dog. You're looking, you're looking at the guide dog. You're like, okay, this is interesting. This is new. Well, maybe I'll Google this. And then you stop staring. But when you're just staring at a person, if you literally turn the tables, that would make you uncomfortable. Stop doing that. I'm trying to do like the four principal things. And one of them is don't take things personally. But when people are in your personal space, I'm going to take it personally. Rihanna's passionate about this subject. She's also referring to the book written by Don Miguel Ruiz called The Four Agreements. You have every right to take it personally, but don't don't let it hurt you because you have to understand that it's all on the person and not your father or your mother who lost their sight. And that's a really big thing to learn. And I know for a fact I knew that when I was younger, but I did not know how to communicate that to you, Daddy, because sometimes I felt like you thought you did say that, that I was embarrassed by you, but I wasn't. I was just annoyed by people. That's literally been me since day one. I don't like when people stare at anybody. When we go to all white places like the diner and I would get mad that people stare and people were not staring because you were blind. People stare because we were black and that makes me mad. And it's like, <laughs> But I'm not embarrassed. I'm serious, but I'm not embarrassed to be black. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm no just doubt. like, that gets on my nerves when people are so intrusive. I can be quiet and shy, but I do have a very strong opinion on almost everything in life. So I sometimes want to communicate that opinion to these people. Like, stop looking. Like, if you want to learn more, YouTube. Google. Like, there's literally the whole entire internet for you to learn. Or if you want to learn more, come talk to him. Like, ask him some questions that are not offensive. You know what I mean? Like, think before you say. So that's what I'll tell to the girl. Like, if you really, truly have a problem and they're really staring, you can go up there and talk to them. Say, like, hey, if you got some questions, you can come up and talk to my father or my mother. But if you're not going to ask the questions, stop staring because you got a phone. Got a phone as in you can Google it. There's computers. If you don't have a phone or a computer, there's a local library. Like, come on. There's so much knowledge you can get. Okay. All right. All right. Easy. Easy. Woosa, right? Woosa. So, all right. <laughs> Daddy, I'm rocking back and forth. <laughs> okay. So now, what would you say to the parent? Because you said something interesting that I assumed you were embarrassed. You did. All the time. <laughs> I'm serious. You did. I don't know about all the time, but you but did a lot. okay, okay, but it, but part of that was, is because you were too young, like you said, to, to communicate, communicate back. Right. So what exactly. would you say? What would you say to a parent? That sometimes kids don't know how to communicate how they feel. Sometimes the other person just might not know the words to say about the situation. Good advice. And the whole idea that the problems with the person staring and not taking it personally, I love that. For Raven, who was born right before I became blind, there's no change. Nothing really to adapt to. Having a blind dad, well, that's... Just like having a dad, but, like, can't drive me places. Like, that's it. That's the only difference. Normal. I thought everyone had a parent that was blind. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh. I don't know either. It's cute, and it's also... I think my child needs help. I really did. No, I have no, cousins. I'm just joking. I know, but it's just, I, right, that's I did true. not you had cousins process and, this right, thought. Right. No, but that's cool, though. Normal's in the eyes of the beholder. Now, look, don't let her calm approach fool you. What were the questions that you got from kids at school? I remember getting annoyed at certain questions because people would just ask really stupid things. Like, how does he eat? Like, with a fork. <laughs> if someone asks, like, 
how you lost your side be like, oh, cancer. Like I would be fine with answering those type of questions. But yeah, they would either ask stupid questions or it would just be like, how did he lose? Nobody was, you know, teasing or nothing like that. Like I would have punched them. Okay. I raised you right. <laughs> Raven's advice for that young girl whose parent is newly blind is a little different. Well, I'll tell the child that their hearing is advanced. So you can't get away with this. <laughs> so don't try it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, that's an actual thing. When you lose a sight, attention. your other sights no, no, get higher. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, that is a not. scientific no, thing. No, it's I not. I've learned that every single year. They are incorrect. It's like if you're trying to listen to a conversation and there's a bunch of conversations going around you and you're listening to that one conversation, it's like and you're focused on that one. You focus. Because so, but nothing's increased it, though. Well, so for example if you have if you have a radio in here right mm -hmm. that radio only goes up to a certain volume mm -hmm. but if you tend if you to plug a speaker in no but but just because <laughs> it gets louder. just because that radio loses a button <laughs> doesn't give you an extra speaker <laughs> wow my own daughter has that False belief. I was told that every single year of my life. By who? By science teachers. I tell you the stories back in the day. How like every time we would talk about like uh oh, like yeah. the what senses. It, senses. I'd be yeah. like, hey guys, <laughs> my dad yeah. only has four. But like we'd always talk about the senses, and they'd be like, if you lose one of your senses, the other one are like increased. No, what? it's false. And tell your science chip. Yes. <laughs> exactly. You would not have that if you could see. Not only is there false information and stereotypes, but if you think the way the word blind is used, well, it's understandable how people can have a hard time accepting blindness. More often used to describe everything other than the loss of sight. Hair blind with other disabilities? <laughs> oh boy. As in, you're deaf, dumb, and blind. It's no wonder that for many adjusting, blind becomes a word to run away from. I don't think I ever had that choice. Avoiding the word blind was the equivalent of trying to pretend I was sighted. I just wasn't going to be able to get away with that, so why even bother? The word that I did have some feelings about was disabled. I felt as though it ruled out all my possibilities. Where blind was specific to my eyes, disabled seemed to apply that there was nothing about me that worked. A disabled car sits on the side of the road until taken away or repaired. Athletes on the disabled list, they don't even get to suit up for a game. Once again, restricting them to the sidelines. But adjustment is ongoing. You learn new ways of thinking about it, new philosophies, like choosing how you view disability. Do you see it from the medical perspective? as in we need to heal or cure it, 
in order to fix all of the related issues. If you could just cure that blindness, you don't need a screen reader. Just fix those legs and who needs curb cuts for wheelchairs? You don't need wheelchairs. What about an alternative perspective? Like the problems with disability stem from the lack of access and society's negative perceptions and low expectations. I also became familiar with person-first language, as in a person with a disability, versus identity first, as in a disabled person, a blind person. This is recognizing blind as just an additional characteristic of a person. If somebody asks me what my father is, you know, I might say he's blind, he's black, he's bald. My father's probably why I'm this, or he taught me this. He's my best friend. I might say that. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. I might leave the baldness out, but I'll say he's black and blind. You changed my Netflix profile to say that. Yeah, <laughs> But isn't blindness and disability something I'm supposed to overcome? He overcame the odds and conquered his disability in the most incredible way. <laughs> Made his disability anything but a disability. Doesn't use her crutches as a crutch. We hear things like, you do that so well, I forget you're blind. Based on the common belief around disability and blindness as well. I know I'm guilty of thinking it was a compliment, but it's not. More than likely, it's not sent with bad intent. They just believe this based on their image of blindness. And to them, not seeing it says something good about you and them. Similar to the false idea that being colorblind is helpful to race relations. Because it ain't. I want you to see and respect my blindness. I really want you to know what it actually means and get past the nonsense that we've been fed. Do you think you look at blindness differently after 15 years? Yes. Tell me. Blindness affects your eyes and that's it. Not your mind. Not anything else. You just got to do things differently. My blindness is now a real part of me. Like other aspects of who I am, it's reflected in the things that I do. My blindness is in the way that I walk down the street. And yes, it still has a little bop to it. My blindness is in how I raise my kids, the way my family and I travel. It's right here in the way I produce audio. I once thought my podcast shouldn't be limited to my blindness. I thought certain topics were blindness related, and then there was everything else. One in every five people have a disability. Blind and disabled people participate in every aspect of life. Politics, art, culture, sex. Me producing and hosting this podcast means I can bring a blindness perspective. It doesn't mean I have to, but there's no reason I can't or I shouldn't. It's a part of me, and therefore a part of the things that I do. It's not all of me. It's a part. I mean, I've been blind now for 30% of my life. The name may not reflect it outright, but Read My Mom Radio is a disability podcast. It's a blind podcast. It's everything that I am. It's black. It's hip-hop. Those that know can hear it. It just is because it's me. And it's my thing. I don't consciously recognize my anniversary every year. 
If it makes itself present, cool. I acknowledge it and I personally reflect. Would I like a cake in full celebration? Who wouldn't like cake? But I want this celebration right here not to be mine alone. I'm thinking of those going through something similar. For many, the idea of becoming blind is worse than death. It's not hyperbole. Different polls have shown this to be true for many. Now I'm alive and kicking, so I guess I can't truly make the comparison. I know not everyone considers 15 years celebrating being blind. If I had to be honest, that's not how I looked at it. Although I tell you, I remember the prayer I had. I don't care what happened, just don't take him from me. I'm gonna start crying. Just don't take him from me. I just remembered that in that moment and it came back to me. Thank you, baby. I appreciate it. Nice job. This is a celebration of adjustments, acceptance, love, and light, 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 light. Instead of being in the cold basement researching, if 2003, 2004, if there was a podcast called Read My Mind Radio, and you had a fly dude on there kicking the ballistics. <laughs> no, seriously, if there was a podcast for you to listen to, would you have liked to hear from other people on a podcast? Absolutely. I was, I was hungry. I think that was too, that's too, uh, that's too sexy. You can't. You I didn't even try hungry. to be sexy. I know, but you can't say you hungry. There's no way I can put that on the air like that. You gotta, you gotta explain that again. I was looking for something, anything. Oh, yeah. oh you see, you're making it sexy. Stop, just make it like, just say it without being sexy. I was looking for answers, and there were none. There was no one there to, I felt like, to guide me through this journey. I'm going to guide you through the journey. <laughs> <laughs> Hollaback. We have the comments section on the blog, readmymind.com. The email, readmymindradio at gmail.com. The Read My Mind radio feedback line, where you can leave a voicemail, 570-798-7343. That's 570-798-7343. If you don't want to call, you can grab your smartphone and record a voice memo. Voice and email the finished record. recording to readmymindradio at gmail.com. If you want to send a message but don't want it shared, just say so. and It's all good. Another way to show your love, if you like what you hear, subscribe. subscribe. Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Spotify. Subscribe. Google Podcasts. Subscribe. SoundCloud. Subscribe. Stitcher. TuneIn Radio. Or wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe. subscribe. And remember, you can always visit readmymind.com. That's R to the E-I-D. D-D-N-S-Me in a place to be. Like my last name. Peace.